What's up, guys? Welcome back to How About Them Halfbacks. I'm Jake. I'm Nick. And today we got a lot of talk about. But, of course, one of the greats is retired today. As of today's recording. Adam Venateri, the highest scoring player in NFL history, has called it a wonderful career after almost 23 years in the league. It was it was spontaneously done on Pat McAfee's show. Shout out Pat McAfee. Shout out, and like you like you texted me, what a fitting place to do it. Yeah, uh, Pat McAfee. I thought it was cool how much gratitude he expressed uh, towards Adam for everything he's done. Or they call him Vinny. Um, of course they call him Vinny. I know. They're basically brothers. You're you're the king of nicknames, so we have to put that out there. Oh, I'm sorry. Four time Super Bowl champion. NFL All-Decade Team of the 2000s, NFL 100 All-Time Team, 1996 NFL All-Rookie Team, most postseason points scored in NFL history, most field goals ever made, most overtime field goals ever made. He's also second all-time in games played, only to the great Morton Anderson. Uh, He's about two seasons behind Mort. Who is the second highest scoring player in NFL history because the great Venetary took it over. Yeah, just an awesome career. Congratulations. We'll see you in Canton in five years. Oh, we're absolutely going for him. That means we're gonna get we're gonna get Vinatieri and Drew Brees in the same class. Do you really think they're gonna put a kicker in first ballot? If it's Adam Vinatieri, they are. I, they have to. He's the greatest of all time. You're it's right. like it's like the Devin Hester conversation, but De- but Adam Vinatieri is so much like the next greatest is so far down. When you play 23 years and you don't mess up for 23 years, you well, deserve first ballot. The last couple of years, he looked. I think he was. <laughs> he looked like he was kind of yeah. losing it. <laughs> I mean, I have it up right now. He did not kick as often as he did, but I mean, he was 47 years old. Just yeah. amazing, absolutely amazing. It really he is. Retired from football at 50. Okay. Give him yeah. a break. <laughs> it was just great. The the moment on Pat McAfee's show, if you haven't seen the clip, it's going around the internet. Um, they were talking about, like, do you think you're going to hang it up? And he's like, well, if I decide that by the end of the week, you heard it here first. <laughs> and then <laughs> Pat McAfee just lost it. Uh, it was a cool moment. It was definitely a cool moment. A lot of respect, a lot of love to Adam Venteri. Congratulations. Me being the weird football person that I am, I love watching kickers, and Benatari's one of the people that got me into the game. Yeah, and they were saying, uh, Pat McAfee was saying that the next the next great people that are coming up, it's probably going to be like Justin Tucker, Harrison Butker. They got legs, yeah, and they don't they miss. Do. They don't miss. Huge news coming out of the NFL this week. We're sorry we left you for a week. I was moving. But in that time, uh, news broke that Julio Jones is leaving the Atlanta Falcons. Absolutely wild. Bye-bye. I was so close at the beginning of this year, Jake, to buying his jersey. You so, need to stop buying jerseys I, until the seasons are over. I No, not even. Until they retire. That's why the last jersey I bought was a Troy Palomalu jersey. All right. And now he's in Canton. Yeah, so, he is in Canton. He's not going anywhere. But we digress. We're talking about Julio Jones here. All right. So there's a little bit of controversy surrounding it. So I guess Shannon Sharp on Undisputed called Julio. And that's how the news of offici- unofficially broke because Julio said, yeah, I'm out of there. Mm-hmm. And there's some speculation going around that Julio didn't know that he was on live air 
But like, Skip Bayless was sitting there. I, I don't know. I uh, and also don't uh, just tell me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure you have to like sign a waiver to take a phone call online there, or like consent to it. I'm not aware. I don't know. Either don't way, know Julio's out. So it's looking like the lead contenders are the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots because why not? <laughs> I mean, Bill gets what he wants. Why wouldn't it be the New England Patriots? Bill gets what he wants. He got a the- quarterback at 15 that no one saw coming. Now he's going to get one of the greatest receivers to ever play the game. I-, I would push back on that and say he did get... Everyone thought he was going to take Mac Jones, but people thought he'd have to trade up to get him. But anyways, it's still a fair point. So Julio, uh, I guess, received a personal message from the Tennessee Titans wide receiver um, saying, come on, come on down. Of course, when you're Julio Jones, you're going to get recruited from everybody. But I guess AJ sent a, a whole video message to him. But also, Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. So from from all the reports, it seems that he he's going to go there or to Tennessee. And I think if you put Julio Jones in Tennessee, they're unstoppable. If you put Julio Jones and Derrick Henry on the same team, they're winning the Super Bowl until they both retire. With that with that defense? I don't care who the quarterback is. You have options. No, I care who the quarterback <laughs> is because because Julio Jones had Matt had Matt Ryan and they went to Super Bowl one time. You have was... Derrick Henry. That man can throw too, I'm convinced. <laughs> That's it's it's just a disgusting setup and the the defense yeah, the it's ridiculous. Team, the no. defense is ridiculous, and the fact they had Jadavian Clowney, who didn't really perform, and they're just, and he, then he signed with the Browns, yeah, and they were just like, meh, you know. I really like Mike Vrabel as a head coach. I love him. He's awesome. I, I think he's great. So I think you got a coaching tree, and he also played for Bill Belichick. Oh well, he, he's losing the player. There you go, right there. He's gonna call and say he's mine. <laughs> no, no way. I don't think Mike Vrabel is going to let go of Julio. Even even at Julio's age, he's still ridiculously productive. Plays through injury. Super tough player. Super physical. How could you miss out on this? You're, you're not missing out on Julio Jones. I do want to circle back on something you just said. Go ahead. Uh, he played with Matt Ryan in, in Atlanta. I think it's time for Matt Ryan to hang up the cleats if he loses Julio. Yeah, this has to be a sign they're... they're starting to get rid of the older players like what other reason does Atlanta have to move on from Julio Jones he's literally top 10 receivers in the league still yeah there's there's no reason to move on no. from Julio Jones unless unless some news comes out later on that you know the culture or something to that effect is there a possibility that he goes anywhere else out of left I, field listen there's always a possibility a team like the Raiders, a team like the Broncos, a team like the Jets, who has just a ridiculous amount of money to throw around. Here we go with the Jets in, again. I no, I they have money. I'm sorry, they have money. They don't spend it. They throw a ridiculous contract his way. He's he's stupid not to take it. Yeah, that's true. I dropped the Jets third because I knew you were gonna say that. What? I dropped the Jets third because I knew you were gonna say I'd take Julio to the Jets. Yeah, yeah, that was that was actually smart of you to do that. <laughs> so they got they got Calvin Ridley. They got who is outstanding in his own right. Oh, I had him in fantasy. He's ridiculous. 
and uh, they have Todd Gurley, who's a little beat up. I forgot Todd Gurley's down there. Todd Gurley is a Falcon, and they have the guy on the other side. <laughs> they have Russell Gage, who could be a good player. I'm not saying he won't be. And they have Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. The, well, there that's, you go. Why. that's why they got, that's rid, why of they got rid of Julio. They got Kyle Pitts. I mean, there's no other reason. It only makes sense. <laughs> there, I mean, unless unless Matt Ryan's just giving it up and Kyle Pitts is going to play three positions at once because he's How? fully capable of it. We all know this. How did no relax? <laughs> How? How did it take us so long to come to this determination that the Falcons get rid of Julio Jones because I got Kyle Pitts? I mean, he Duh, is a tight end. Of course, because why I else would you? I mean, you don't get rid of a Julio Jones unless you get a Kyle Pitts. Yeah, because obviously a unproven college prospect is way better than a proven NFL superstar wide receiver, right? No, I just want you to. I just want to know. No disrespect to Venetary, but at the end of Kyle Pitts' career, he's going to have the most points by a thousand. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're out of your mind. I don't think you understand how good Kyle Pitts is. He's a he's a college. Pro- he's going to be good, but he's a college prospect. Like you need to relax. All you need to pump the brakes. Julio Jones. Hasn't had under a thousand yard season except for this past Ever. year because he was injured. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean he, he's how just he, he got he, two years ago he got 170 targets, 203 targets, just stupid numbers, absolutely man, stupid numbers. Very very productive. This man has 60 career touchdowns. It's yeah. Uh, so he was obvi- drafted in 2011. There's players who play 15 years who don't get 10. Man has 60. Yeah, he's he's disgusting. He's absolutely disgusting. 10 touchdowns his second year in the league. Three seasons he's played and got under a thousand yards. And last year he was injured, so he didn't play yeah. a full a full 16 games. Yeah, 2013 only played five games. Yeah. And 2011, which was his rookie year, he only he played 13 games. Yeah, but he was 40 yards off from a thousand yard season. Yeah, he probably tripped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Robert Tanyan. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, while we're here, Julio, please come on the show. Bill Belichick, if we name dropped you, come on the show. No, I I don't want Belichick on the show. He's not interesting. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, I guess we, uh, are, we are technically media, so maybe he wouldn't He, he, would, he wouldn't talk to, to me. I'm a Jets fan. No, he talked to the, Dude, he spied, first, on the, he spied on the Jets. The first He'd thing to talk I would to ask you. him is why he would quit. That's the first question I would ask him. Why'd you quit? Who quit? Belichick quit on the Jets. He was our head coach for 24 hours. Because you're the worst team to ever be assembled. Ouch. Sorry. Speaking of terrible teams... <laughs> the Eagles, who were terrible, have just made a couple big moves, and now their defense is probably one of the best in the league. They're stacked. This is going to go under the wire as a very, just a generic transaction, but the Eagles did sign Ryan Kerrigan, which is a nice, he's a nice player. He's not, he's not what he was, but he's still an upper echelon defensive player. 
The reason I think people like Ryan Kerrigan so much is the man hits like you're being hit by a truck. Um, he's not one of those players that like lays you down. He makes sure you're down. <laughs> he makes sure the ball is coming out and you're on the ground not knowing which way you're going. Yeah, I mean, he's still uh, he's had some injury issues, but I think he'll come back healthy with the Eagles and he'll be a nice addition for them, especially when in his height in 2016, he had 18 tackles for loss. That's insane. Yeah, just just ridiculous. How, and, and 11, how do you get past the line that many times? He had 18, 18 tackles for loss and 13 and a half sacks. So he's super Jeez. productive, very productive. When he's healthy. When he's healthy. And I think I think he'll be able to uh, to come through strong. And also, Washington, what are you doing trading us your one of your defensive players to somebody in the same division? Ryan Kerrigan, come on the show. Julio, come on the show. We already said that. I don't say it again. Please. All right. <laughs> but it's um it's a obviously whoever gets Julio Jones can be very happy with their team, and he's going to help an offense. Really, the Tennessee Titans get him. They're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, if they get him. So, so then in the AFC, and the Titans are going to win their own division because the Jags, even with Tim Tebow, are not going to beat the Titans. The, Houston's, ja- the Titans win their own division regardless. Houston is not going to win a game. That's, and, that's proven at this point. And the Colts, uh, we'll see. We'll see with the Colts because they got Carson Wentz now. But I do think if you add Julio Jones to the Titans, it's, it's over. I'm telling you right now, and this might be a hot take. With Carson Wentz, the Colts are winning six games. I, and they, I, were, they were a playoff team last year. With the GOAT Phillip Rivers, they're winning six games. I gave them eight to ten games in this podcast before, so that's not really a hot take. Six games. No, I'm giving them more. It, listen, Naheem I'm giving, Hines. I'm giving them eight to ten games. Naheem All Hines right. is going to have a 1,000-yard receiving. <laughs> Yard season this year. You heard it here first. If he actually does. No, he's not going to. He's irrelevant. No. He's not irrelevant. He's slightly irrelevant. He got me 40 points in fantasy one game. We digress. <laughs> the Chiefs. So what it was against the, Chief, the Chiefs is going to be hard because while you have Derrick Henry and he does make up a lot of your offense, you have to compete with the high scoring offense that is Kansas City. And just you the weapons, to... the weapons they have everywhere, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. But I will give Tennessee a better defense. Tennessee by far has a better defense. Um, that is going to change a little bit because I know um, right after the Super Bowl, uh, the Chiefs and the Ravens did a couple deals for um, to bulk up that offensive line, but also to help on defense a little bit. I can't remember who the players they got on defense were, but they um. Their their defense did bulk up a little bit. We'll see. But I, think... I totally agree with you. That offense is so high powered that it's gonna be hard to beat without an elite defense. And Tennessee's there. Yeah, I don't think I, I think that Kansas City will give Tennessee's defense some trouble. Obviously they're gonna put points up. I'm more concerned with Tennessee's ability to put up points themselves. Or their strategy could be let's play keep away from Patrick Mahomes using Derrick Henry. Yeah, but the only pro- 
The only problem with and you know what? I was gonna say the only problem with that is Derrick Henry's gonna get tired, but the man's a robot. He doesn't get tired. How many two hundred yard rushing games? He's gotten like two exactly. or three each year. And he just carries people to the end zone with him instead of stiff harping, which is yeah. kind of ridiculous. <laughs> also we're talking about possibly only one game. Yeah. The Chiefs and the Titans do play on October twenty fourth. That would be a game if they have Julio. And they play the Bills. Here's the thing. I love the Buffalo Bills. I've become a Bills fan low-key. Because, you know, bleed green for the Jets. The Bills play exciting football. That's true. And the reason that I really want to give whatever games are tough to the Bills is they have the heart. Because... When you're when you're in a small market like Buffalo, you have the heart to play the game, and that's ninety nine percent of getting out on that field and playing. Yeah, forget a small town. Think about the climate. Yeah, it's freezing in Buffalo, so, and they also play in seven feet of snow. <laughs> often. Yes. So it would be interesting. I think if the. If the Patriots add Julio, I don't think that makes them a contender necessarily, unless Mac Jones is some lights out quarterback. And I don't think Cam Newton, he's, I don't think Julio Jones is going to uplift Cam Newton to the point where the Patriots are going to be relevant this year. I agree. I agree. I I think that defense is because clearly, more work. clearly, what we've learned now is that it was Tom lifting it was the Patriots, not Bill. Yeah. But for some reason, Bill still can pull. Uh, big name wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's Bill Belichick and he has been to 11 Super Bowls. Also, if you're Julio Jones, why do you want to go to that man? Because he knows they, he's they, going to pay him. They made you, is he? They made he's you, they embarrassed you in Super Bowl 50. 28 to 3 is now a meme. Okay, but here's the thing. And we all know because it's the story that came out with Julian Hedelman. It's the story that came out with Danny Amendola. They pay the receivers big money to go there. They get abused, and then they leave. Okay, but if I'm Julio Jones right now, do you care about the bag or maybe winning a championship? I mean, Because what does a championship add to your legacy? It makes you a Hall of Famer. I think he is already, but... Like, he, I mean, he is already, but it, it cements you in the Hall of Fame. To be as elite as he has been, it's, yeah. it's hard not to say who he was a hall, not going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, as a receiver, he's still got three years. Yeah, three or four years, I'd say. And like, like I said, it's just in my in my opinion, I know people want the bag, and I don't blame them. Go get the bag. But if you're a player that's been playing this long and you don't have a chip, it, I, I think it's this is going to be his tenth year in the league. Like you want you want a chip. And who has a better opportunity than Tennessee Titans? There, are, Tennessee has been a couple pieces away from a championship roster since you know since they lost to uh, Kansas City in the AFC Championship yeah. game a couple years back. Yeah, and the, the biggest piece that they're always missing is that lights out receiver. Yeah, their offense they, just isn't scary enough with just yeah. Derrick Henry. And no disrespect to Derrick Henry, he's a disgusting athlete. It's just you need somebody else. You need a deep threat. You cannot rely solely on the running back. And the guy that they traded to the Jets, 
was he was a decent deep threat receiver. But he's not a name that is he's not he's not Julio Jones. Exactly. So the Giants made a very interesting move this week. The Giants are copycats. I'm saying it now. I don't think the Giants are copycats for the right reason either. No, they signed. They definitely weren't. They signed Kelvin Benjamin um, onto their squad as a tight end. Also known as the man who was too fat to play receiver. Too fat. He's 245 pounds, 6'5". Uh, he has about 3,000 receiving yards and 20 touchdowns in his career. And mostly worked out as a tight end during his minicamp tryout. A low-risk flyer for the Giants who have Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, Already. I don't know why I don't know why you would pick him up. There's two Evan Ingram's one of the best tight ends in the game. No, I don't think so. Well, he's not top three. I'd I'd put him in the top five. He has he drops the ball a lot. I okay, but when he holds on to it. Yeah, he's a talent he was Kyle Pitts before Kyle Pitts. Uh no, no. Dude, he was one of the first he was one of the first tight ends that when you draft him, you're like, this dude is primarily a receiver. Yeah. As a tight end prospect. Yeah. All right. I agree with that. Because, like, if we're talking, like, first round picks, like, players that you're, that everybody knows about or everybody's heard mm-hmm. could get drafted as talented players, uh, Evan Ingram was one of those players out of Old Miss that was, oh, man, like, this guy can run. He's got legs. Yeah. He can jump. He can catch all that. And he's I been, do he's, remember. I do remember when the Giants drafted him and be like, all right, good pick. I was very excited for him, but like I said, he's had some injury issues and he can't hold on to the ball. But I, You're backing him up with a joke in Kyle Rudolph. You think Kyle Rudolph's a joke? I, I don't like Kyle Rudolph. I don't think he's ever been good. I've seen him fumble more than I've seen him catch. I think you're just you just hate on the Minnesota Vikings too much. I don't Listen, like the Vikings. Kyle Rudolph, I think, is a decent player. I think he's had an average quarterback throwing to him, and uh, we'll see what happens in New York. But Calvin Benjamin, I just I'm puzzled. It, the only thing that I can think also that he hasn't played doing... he hasn't played since 2018. Yeah, I did see that. The only thing that I can possibly think that they're doing, which is really dumb. Is they're going to use him as a fullback for Saquon? No. Not at all? No, I don't think so. I literally think they're just going to use him as a human wall to give Saquon an extra step. They have two They have two tight ends that are good, which they can already use for two tight end sets. So I don't understand why they would use, do that. Use him as a fullback to, so you can have double protection on one side of the line. Wow, John Kuhn is 250 pounds, and he's a fullback, so I guess you're not totally crazy on that one. That's, I uh, semi know football, believe it or not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so, the la- so the last time we heard from Calvin Benjamin was he had beef with Cam Newton, and uh, he was just basically calling out Cam for his accuracy. And it's like, you're a massive wide receiver, and I'm sorry. The you man have trouble getting open. 20, yeah, the man can't get open because he's too fat and can't break away. He can't even run fast. Yeah. Um, and they had a spat 
when he was playing on the Bills and Carolina was playing the Bills. Also, Calvin Benjamin, you were a part of a 15-1 Super Bowl team. Like, I don't know what you're complaining about. You played with Super Cam and he can't make a pass? Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, this is just kind of a weird move on the Giants' part. You see the Eagles sign Ryan Kerrigan and the Giants sign Calvin Benjamin in return. <laughs> but we left out the biggest news of all. Which is? Which is? It is official. Tim Tebow is the starting tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's not starting. <laughs> no, he's not starting. He was signed, and he is signed to a one-year, $920,000 contract. Why are they paying him so much? Let me finish. Zero guaranteed money. <laughs> and an injury split, which is the minimum contract. So... He just shows up. Also, the Jaguars currently have five tight ends on their roster. Who are? Chris Manhurts, Luke Farrell, James O'Shaw. I can't say his last name. O'Shaughnessy. That guy. Tyler Davis and Ben Elfson. Also, do you know what's absolutely, like, just insane to think about? Tim Tebow, within 24 hours of his successful signing, was a top five jersey sale NFL shop. He's, he's a two-sport athlete. That's going to happen. Yeah, but he's getting signed to the Jags where he might not even start. It doesn't matter. Deion... No. It, wait, wait, wait. Well, are you comparing Tim Tebow no, to Deion no, Sanders? No, I'm comparing Tim Tebow, a two-sport athlete, to Deion Sanders, a two-sport athlete. No, it's not even close. Deion, oh. the day he got signed by the Yankees, his, his jerseys in both sports went up. Do you, remember, do you know the last time that Tim Tebow played football? 2016 for the Jets? It's been eight years and 132 days since he's played football. Wow. And that's and just because he plays baseball, you think that's going to validate his jersey sales being all the way up there? Top five? I mean, but also you have to realize Tim Tebow is still a meme. Yeah, but who's With, spending $100 just for a meme? A lot of people. That's absolutely ridiculous. There's no justification to buy a Tim Tebow jersey for the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you're going to buy a Tim Tebow jersey because you want one, buy a Denver Broncos Tim Tebow jersey. Okay, or a Jets. He played for us for two years. Yeah, but he was most productive on the on the Broncos where By he won far. a playoff game. By far. And then the biggest upset, yeah. arguably, of all time. Just absolutely ridiculous. Well, just, the Giants like being undefeated Patriots. I don't care what it was. Should have played football better. You live in Pittsburgh. Yeah, true, true. You're from Pittsburgh. So I just think it, it, it's absurd. It really is absurd to me. With some being someone that has a variety of jerseys that have all gotten lost due to transactions, free agent signings, trades, all that. Buying a Tim Tebow jersey where he might even get cut. Like in an I injury in an injury yeah. split. And there's an injury split. I don't think they'll cut him. I'm sure they're going to come up with some, oh, he has shin splints. He can't play. Well, then he's not getting paid any money. Yeah. But I don't think they'll cut him because they want the fans to come in. But who knows? Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow is 33 years old and has not has played football. He has connection with Urban Meyer. So he who knows what goes on. He hasn't played football in eight years. Eight and a half years he hasn't played football. He worked out a contract somehow. 
look, I, I I've seen a lot of reports. But it's NFL. Like he, but wait, I just want to point out that it's not like he's been sitting around for eight years. He's been a professional athlete. He's still in shape. Okay, I'm not arguing his shape. I'm arguing how long it's been since he's played professional football okay. and the fact that he's thir- a 33-year-old trying to play tight end in yeah. the National Football League. But I told you what's going to happen. Calais Campbell's going to stand up in his face and he's going to break all his ribs. He does not play Tim Tebow, but I'm sure one of the other gigantic human beings will break all his ribs. Also, I'm sure you and I can agree that playing baseball and playing football require a lot of different things. 100% agree. And while Tim Tebow is in shape, yeah, he's in shape, I'm concerned about his durability playing the tight end position. Here's the thing. Tight end is probably up there with one of the most physically demanding positions in the game. And it's not just physical, it's mental. Okay. But that being said, I just talked myself out of my own argument because he's been standing in a four-foot square watching a 100-mile-an-hour ball come in his face. Yep. Other news this week, I thought that was interesting. Aaron Rodgers had an interview with ESPN's Kenny Mayne and said that his decision to leave Green Bay was never about them picking Jordan Love and that there's a culture problem with the Green Bay Packers. We we all knew this. But we, we all knew. knew he hates Matt LaFleur. We all knew this. No, I don't I don't think we all knew that. They oh. had I think that him and McCarthy did not have a good relationship and that news broke. Yeah. That it was toxic. But when LaFleur came in and the Packers went 13-3, and 14-2, you thought maybe Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers were on the same page. When clearly Aaron Rodgers said in the interview, that's not the case at all. Meanwhile, Rodgers is living it up in Hawaii right now with his fiance after two weeks of dating. And he just won the MVP, so... yeah. It's it's interesting to me. I, it was very easy for people to look at the Jordan Love pick as the the straw broke the camel's back for Aaron, and he came out and said it's not Jordan Love at all. I love the guy. So it's just it, it's it's odd. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with him, and I'm curious to see what team is gonna what team has the assets to acquire Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be the biggest deal we've ever seen. One of. It, it's got to be. It's He's too good of a player to just trade away. Yeah. That's that's going to be multiple year draft picks. That's going to be several uh, players. But that that's going to be a huge payoff for the Packers if they get a trade for Rodgers. If they let him go. Also, it's we should. It's worth knowing that he has not re- reported to OTAs either. I yeah, I did see that. Um, OTAs is optional. That's all I can say about that. Yeah. Oh, among other players not at OTAs: Devontae Adams, Al Lazard, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Devin so Funches. So the entire receiving court. Yeah. Are they all in Hawaii? I don't can't confirm or deny uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> that was just that was a joke. <laughs> so I'm guessing you're gonna want to talk about Blake Bortles now. Fine, roast me. Go ahead. 
I'm not gonna roast you. I'm just like you think that Blake Bortles signing has some value. If when he leaves, if he leaves, Jordan Love is obviously the starting quarterback in Green Bay, correct? Yeah. Which means what do you have to do? Sign a backup. So who do they sign? Blake Bortles. The and this is relevant because he is now the new backup quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I'm I'm 100% assuming Aaron Rodgers is gone. I mean, it looks like he's gone. Yeah. I just like it's going to be hard for any team to come up with any kind of value for Rodgers without without like the Packers looking like they got ripped off. I think he needs I, to, I think he needs to still win another Super Bowl. It's kind of sad that he only won one. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree, but I'm saying if he decides to call it quits because he just can't handle it, then he does have a career. What can't he handle, Jake? The, the whole Packer thing. If they refuse to trade him, he won't play for them. He can call it quits. Yeah, I just don't think that's going to be something that Aaron Rodgers does. I don't I think don't it's going to work out like that either. Because if you're Green Bay, you're, you know you have... you Like... You're going to let him walk before you try to get something, some return no. value? No. And they he just signed a contract like a year ago, too. So, Yeah, an extension. Yeah. It's just interesting. If Green Bay trades Aaron Rodgers, it's, their season's not looking too bright. Also, I saw that they did some Madden simulations on where Aaron Rodgers would be most successful. Mm-hmm. And uh, ironically, in one of the simulations... The Packers won the Super Bowl with Jordan Love. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, it's Madden. Jordan it's a Love, video game. Yeah, Jordan, Madden is atrociously bad at simulating. Um, Jordan Love is a great quarterback. Yes, he's. Yeah, you think? Cute. Wait, you think he's great? You think he's great? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I got no problems with him. I think it was a great pick. Or pick. To have your backup quarterback be mentored by one of the greats and have him take over. So you think Jordan Love is a great quarterback? He was he was great in college. Was he? Yeah. I'm sca- game, I don't know. From, I don't know what you're game, talking about, my man. From the game film that I've seen. Alright, keep going. And I think it's possible that he leads them to the playoffs. I'm not going to the Super Bowl because there's some ridiculous teams out there, but I think it's possible he brings them to a 10-win season, 11-win season. I don't. Okay. I think uh, he had one good, like, one exceptional year at USU. He went 3,500 yards, 32 touchdowns, six interceptions. That's respectable. And even his la- even in his last year, he did thirty four hundred yards, but he had twenty touchdowns to seventeen interceptions. Also got sacked twenty times that year, which is pretty tough. That's not his fault. No, I know. I'm saying that's tough. Yeah. Uh, I, so I don't know about a great quarterback. We'll see. Well, like, like I said, I'm skeptical of all rookie prospects until they prove themselves. He's not a rookie, but he hasn't. He's not played. a rookie. He's played like three no, games in he the hasn't. NFL. No, he hasn't. Really? I he thought had- he. Oh, spring training. He has no. He has preseason. He has no. He has no experience. Yeah. He was picked twenty six. He was picked twenty six in round one of twenty twenty. 
So also, we last week we talked about the schedule and our projections for teams and how they'd finish. They also released um, ESPN, CBS, a bunch of different media outlets um, created strength of schedule lists. And it's really interesting to me because if you look at the teams that have the easiest schedule, it definitely shakes things up. So yeah, the right. Eagles the Eagles having the easiest schedule, they drafted incredibly. We talked about that with Tyler. Come back on the show Ooh. and defend yourself. For this coming year, I like the, and the Cowboys are the second easiest. So you got to look at the Cowboys and the Eagles kind of dueling it out. Shout out to Dak Prescott uh, back on the field. Healthy. He I'm, was spotted I'm this week. Very 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 happy about that. Yeah. So I mean they got uh, that is definitely a factor for the NFC East and maybe the win total for to win the division might increase now because of how easy their schedule is. But the Bucks, how did the Bucks end up getting the 29th easiest schedule? Yeah, or the 29th, the 29th hardest schedule, I'm sorry. Tampa no, Bay is not going to get as lucky as they were. I've said that, and I'll say it again. That's not fair at all. And they retained all their players. They Yeah, and they're all, they're all um, healthy. Right. There's no injuries. So That's it's just not fair. It's wild. How did the two worst teams in the league last year get middle of the pack schedules, but the Super Bowl champs got an easy one? Yeah, I don't know. The hardest schedules: Steelers, Ravens, Bears, Packers. Steelers, Vikings. I understand because they went undefeated for the first fourteen weeks of the season. Yeah, Ravens, I kind of understand. Bears are just not going to win. Well, I mean, we'll see. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. The Packers are going to win. Vikings. It depends. Right. It depends if Aaron Rodgers is there or not. If Joe Burrow is back, which it's looking like he's going to be back for week one, the Bengals, I like there. You know, there's not one in the division. No, no, no. The. the I think their ceiling for this coming year is the is a playoff berth, which as a wild would card, be insane, be great. I I would hundred percent would start rooting for them. I'm rooting for the Bengals this season for sure. Yeah, Lions with Jared trash can. I mean golf. Mm. <laughs> the brown I the Browns are good. How are you not giving the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Titans, like those teams, a harder schedule? How are the Chiefs tied for 11th with the Seahawks? The Seahawks. <laughs> and the Titans are 13th. And there's no 12th. And the Cardinals are 13th. Yeah. And then you put the Niners and the Saints and the and the uh, Buccaneers with easier schedules. The Bills, 23rd hardest I didn't schedule. I see that. They're, They're going to steamroll everyone. Yeah. They have well, a couple good games. Whole, we already highlighted that. going to get walked by them. I think so. The Dol- No, the Dolphins are good. I like the Dolphins yeah. this year. I mean... I think Tua just needs some time. Yeah. To just and have get his feet under him. and I think he'll be a good quarterback this year. Obviously, the injury concerns. Mm-hmm. I I think, um, I I still 
or am giving the AFC East to the Bills. Yeah, it's not close, but yeah, it was it was tight last year towards the end of the season, but the Bills pulled away. I I was too depressed crying that my team won a game. Yeah, you could have had Trevor Lawrence, but he's a bust. Really? Any he's a bust anyway, so don't worry about it. Really rooting for that zero and sixteen season. I wonder how the strength schedule is going to change if Rodgers gets traded because they're talking about the Steelers schedule, like like they're playing the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Packers this year. Like any team that's playing the Packers, if the Packers lose Aaron Rodgers, I'm very curious to see what Jordan Love does. Here's the thing: if you lose an MVP. Regardless of what position they play, it's going to change how your team plays. I and think I think it results in a deficit of wins. You're gonna you're not winning as many games. Absolutely, and it's not it's not that you're losing a star player. It's that you just lost the morale on the team, and they don't want to play as hard. Yeah, because all of all of Rogers' receivers and other people in the locker room love that guy. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time throwing it to you? He does need to win a Super Bowl. Like I, he's he a does. hall. Of, he's a Hall of Fame talent, but he needs to win a Super Bowl. Like to be as good as Aaron Rodgers has been and not mm. win a second Super Bowl. They or said even, the same thing about Peyton. Wait, hold on. But he didn't even appear in a second Super Bowl. Yeah, that that he's, is true. He's only been to one. Yeah, Granted, he's perfect. He's perfect. One and one or. Yeah, one and zero. One and zero. But yeah, that's all he has. So it's he has dragged a couple of teams kicking and screaming to the to the playoffs. <laughs> but it's you need to win another one. That's why I'm saying these older players like Julio, like Aaron. If you're looking to go somewhere else, in my mind, your legacy in getting another championship has to be the goal. So this week, ESPN released Bill Barnwell released NFL signing predictions uh this coming season as well as trade predictions. So we already talked about Julio Jones possibly going to New England or Tennessee. <laughs> uh this trade proposal has Julio going to the Jaguars. The Falcons get a 2022 second round pick and LaVisca Chenault who I had in fantasy last year. <laughs> kind of a joke. That is a uh, joke of a trade. Yeah. Someone Dude, a little better. Someone a little better than LaVisca Chanel, I think. Uh, give him the, DJ Chark. The other one that's kinda that's kinda disgusting if it happened. The Bills trade for Zach Ertz. That'd be kinda wild. If Zach Ertz can still play. Zach Ertz. Wait, who who are they trading? Oh, they trade a 2022 seventh round pick, which he is old, and tight yeah. end Tommy Sweeney. I, he he's got another year in him. I'm all for that. That'd be great if he can still play. Yeah. I'm rooting for Zach Ertz, 100. Me too. All right, signing predictions. Richard Sherman returns to San Francisco, which we already talked about. Yeah. Golden Tate gets signed to the Tennessee Titans. Can you imagine? Not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Why? I I already no. I was saying that to what you're saying. Golden Tate and Julio on the same team. Oh, you already knew what I was gonna say. Yeah, I knew what you were gonna say, and it's not <laughs> gonna happen. Uh, listen, <laughs> a 1.1 million dollar deal for one year. 
just to make a run at the Super Bowl? Possibly. This one is the most interesting one out of all of them, okay? Okay. Todd Gurley, who apparently is a free agent. We just said he was in Atlanta. Signs a one-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. I love it. Do it. Do you know Dude, can I you imagine it? if their backfield, if their backfield, and Todd Gurley in the same backfield with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? That's absolutely disgusting. That is the deadliest backfield in the sports history. They're, they're and also Jim Brown old. played in the sport. They're also Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is twenty. No, no, you know what I meant oh. by when I said they. Obviously, oh, Clyde yeah. Edwards-Hilaire is not old. He's played one year. <laughs> that would be really gross. That that has to be my committee. <laughs> I, it's just wow. Do it all day. Absolutely ridiculous. Also, what are the Falcons doing? Not re-signing Todd Gurley. I know we got I a little bumped up, but like the Falcons are having a fire sale. The Falcons are <laughs> the Falcons kind of sound like you and Tyler that they got Kyle Pitts and don't need anybody else. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like screwing offense. All our weapons. They don't need any other players. Let's see how many weeks we can go talking about Kyle Pitts because I don't think it's going to stop. Oh, it's not going to stop. I'm so done with this. I really hope. Once he starts making these fire plays in the NFL, this man is going to become a legend. I'm so done. I'm so done. (laughs) I don't think if Matt Ryan may sign a one-day contract to retire a Falcon... (laughs) But I don't think Matt Ryan... I think Matt Ryan's going to play for their team. I do, too. I don't I know where, do. but he's going to be like a Joe Flacco that plays somewhere else. I Denver, one of the team. one of the quarterback carousel yeah. locations, I think he's going to play somewhere. I mean, I kind of want to see Matt Ryan play for the Raiders. Just because I think he would do very well in Las Vegas. I don't understand what, how you make these determinations. You said that Aaron Rodgers would not play well in Las Vegas, but you think Matt Ryan will? Like, Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. Yes, but you're leaving out one thing that you pointed out earlier in this podcast. Which is what? Aaron Rodgers is accustomed to winning. The Raiders are not, and neither is Matt Ryan. Yeah, but if you add, if you add Aaron Rodgers to that team, it's Who's a nice throw to. It's a nice team. Hunter Renfro. throw to? Hunter Renfro. Okay, one person. They they have, what's his name? The running back that I traded Gerald for this year in fantasy, Josh Jacobs. He's Josh nice. Jacobs. Who are their receivers? Outside of Hunter Renfro, I cannot remember. Exactly. What? I don't understand. Like, you you're you were talking about Julio signing with the Jets. Like, if we're gonna, you you have to stay on either. Getting signed for big money or getting signed to win. You have to make up your mind on this, Jake. You've been on the fence. I'm telling you that if any team, not any team, if certain teams add Aaron Rodgers, they're contenders. The, the, I the 100% Ra- wait, agree. The Raiders with Derek Carr last year were, were a borderline playoff team. The issue was they had Kansas City in the same division. But if you add Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is slightly, slightly not slightly, is much better than Derek Carr is. Derek so, Carr looks like he's playing high school football next to Aaron Rodgers. Wow. I I don't like Derek Carr. If that hasn't been made, you don't you don't like a lot of you don't like a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So I think you it's, know who I do like, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> no. 
unreal, dude. Really unreal. I can't believe that we're doing this again with Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I'm so done with Kyle Pitts. Like, You'll listen, see. I will be on the bandwagon. Like, if Kyle Pitts has a thousand yard, like ten touchdown season, I'm all aboard. No if problem. Kyle Pitts wins Rookie of the Year. You're gonna go on the Facebook Live eating your hat. Eating my hat? Yeah. Or which you're is buy like, Kyle Pitts which is like a slang term for apologizing that I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I'm not. Yeah, but I'm not. But I'm not. I'll buy a Kyle Pitts. The new Falcons uniforms fire. Absolute yeah. heat. I like right. him. But I'm not eating my hat. I'm just saying. I said it's about Saquon Barkley when we drafted Saquon Barkley. Draft picks are not, like, I don't believe in any of them until they prove themselves in the football field. That's just how I, I act. Mm-hmm. Some st- some players I have more faith that they're going to do well, but I don't believe it until I see it. Because everyone thought that Dwayne Haskins was the end-all, be-all yes, quarterback yes, of that yes, draft you're class. Right, you're right. You're right. This I is you the next day. This is why I'm not sold on anybody, really. I agree. I would but. just like to see. I would just like to see them in the league and perform. I'm hopeful okay. for players. Don't don't take it like the wrong way. But when he wins Rookie of the Year, I want you to come on and say he was the greatest player in this draft class. Oh, you don't think that Trevor Lawrence is going to win Rookie of the Year, Jake? No, absolutely oh, not. Oh, but you guys love Trevor Lawrence last week. What happened? Not as much as I love Kyle Pitts. But what happened? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. Yeah, no? They have, I, Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson is Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson is not going to win it. He's not going to torch the league, Jake. No, no. Oh, okay. He's not. I, okay. I, I, I told you I am not. I, I, I think the Jets made a mistake. I think we should have taken Justin Fields. We'll see how Fields does in Chicago, but it's it's weird. It's very I, I, I really think they made a mistake. It's weird. I think Chicago likes to have as many players on their depth chart that the maximum allows. <laughs> Ten tight ends. Yeah. Five quarterbacks. It's just ridiculous. To be completely fair, I don't think they know how to, how to put an actual game like a field together. So I think they just kind of throw players and then put titles to them after. So you think Kyle Pitts is going to win Rookie of the Year? I hope he does. If Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson throw for a 4,000-yard season with 50 touchdowns, obviously they're going to win, but... I don't think it's going to happen. I don't either. Devontae Smith could. Smith, I know. Could. I think I'm a little bit bigger on them than you and Tyler because Tyler seemed to really like Jamar Chase and Jalen Wild, who are both good players. I think Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow could easily win the rookie. Could have a big yeah. year and win rookie of the year. I, I think they both could have a monster year. Absolutely. But I, I really think it could go to a tight end, especially if Julio is leaving. Who's Matt Ryan going to throw to? He has one decent receiver. And now he's got a decent tight end. He needs a check down. He's old. He's about to lose his running back. Running back? Running back. Todd Gurley? He's already lost him. He's a free agent. Oh, well, there you go. He has a check down now who is a young tight end who is clearly good. Oh, they have, uh, I forgot, the Falcons signed Mike Davis. Oh. That's a nice signing. That's a really nice signing. Yeah. You love Mike Davis, right? That man put in work for me. Yeah. And they 
I think we're also overlooking, like, y'all really love um, Kyle Pitts, but the Falcons have my man, Young Ho Koo. He's a kicker. So? We just what, what, we just shouted out Adam Vinatieri. What are you talking about? <laughs> Young Hoku is probably one of the best kickers currently playing. Thank you. He didn't miss last year, if I'm correct. I don't know. So that's definitely something. Oh, they have Tajay Sharp, who kind of has bounced around, but he's decent. Yeah. Calvin Ridley's obviously the number one if Julio leaves. Yeah. I don't care what you say; he's number one. I don't care about no, Kyle Pitts. I 100 percent agree. <laughs> they have Hayden Hurst, who's tight taking, end. Well, clearly he's out. Now he's taking a back seat, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I it, I would like to see them trade him. I like I like Mike Davis. Was Hayden Hurst a um a Raven at one point? Or Mike I Mike Davis? No, no Hayden Hurst. Yeah, he was. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he definitely was. Mike Davis, I know, was a Panther. Yes. CMC coming back for the Panthers. Panthers going to be nice with Darnold. I really like that. Panthers are going to be real nice with Darnold. CMC. Panthers going to be great with And it. Robbie coming back too. That Yes, that's also true. It'll be interesting. What else we got? Oh, Eugene Chung. So uh, this is a story that came out. Quite unfortunate. But... Eugene Chung, uh, an NFL assistant, coaching staff, whatever you want to call him, has come out and said he was applying for a job and he was called the wrong, not the right minority. Uh, so this. Do, do we know what job he was applying for? Was it a coaching job? Recent job interview. No, it doesn't say. Okay. But they're investigating it. And obviously, it's an embarrassing look for the NFL. And Chung says that it, it wasn't said discriminatorily, but it was just said as, like, matter of fact. Where I also believe that teams, because the NFL made that rule... Where if you if you have a certain percentage of your executives and your coaching staff are minorities and not white, they'll give you an extra draft pick. I think it's a late third rounder. Everybody got whoever did it got an extra pick at the end of the third round. I think. So I I do think that's that's really the problem. I know we're more of a sports podcast, but you can't be signing uh, coaches and staff to your roster. Just for just to get a pick. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I don't I've... think I don't think a lot of teams did that. Um I no. think I think some teams definitely gave more people a look, which is exactly what the rule was designed to do. Which I have I think that's great. I there's no problem there. You should be giving everyone who's qualified a look for the job. You need a diverse the, staff. Yeah, you you absolutely need a diverse staff because New ideas bring bring different uh, um, changes, and it can completely change a culture. It's a valid point. And if this says that uh, Chung has been told that he's not the right minority multiple times in one way or another, so it's just 
there needs to be change. A lot of a lot of the, the, my biggest issue across sports is that everybody, the executives, the front office, head coaches, whoever, they all kind of look the same, and we need to be mm-hmm. more accepting mm-hmm. and embrace diversity. Obviously, that's that's another reason I love the coach Sala hire. He's he is the first Muslim head coach in the NFL's history, and also. He has one of the greatest coaching mottos I've ever heard. No gas or wow, let's try that one again. <laughs> All gas, no break. Yeah, we talked about that last week. That's something that I haven't heard from a coach you know ever. Yeah. Asian Americans make up six percent of the US population and fewer than two percent of players in the NFL. Shout out to Heinz Ward. South Korea, that's impressive. Heinz Ward, please come on the show. I want to talk about your dance moves. I want you again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> um. You're leaving that in. I hope you know that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's staying in for sure. <laughs> that's all we have for you this week, guys. My name is Jake. I'm Nick. And don't forget to follow us and leave comments, please. We need comments. In the um, follows. In the follows. I said follow. No, follow is more important. We have people commenting now, but we don't have the... Give us a follow. Come on, guys. We're nice people. We're nice people. Shout out. Also, we just talked about Germany all this time. Shout out to the f- people in Germany listening to our podcast. We appreciate you making us international superstars. I mean, we also love all our viewers in the U.S. Shout out to Seattle and Dallas. Also, all our friends in New York who are semi-listening. <laughs> Semi. <laughs> uh, please, please, please follow us, like us, comment, everything at How About Them Halfbacks on Instagram and Facebook. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.